Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome to the show, everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking about overcoming shyness. Um, You know, shyness is uh, awkwardness and the apprehension some people feel when they're uh, uh, approaching or being approached by other people. And unlike introverted people who feel energized by time alone, shy people often desperately want to connect to other people but don't know how and can't tolerate the anxiety that comes with human interaction. And so, you know, they looked at the Institute of Human Genetics at the University of Bonn in Germany, and they and this is just recently, and they discovered that a specific serotonin transporter gene called SLC64A is very strongly correlated with someone's uh, odds of suffering from social anxiety disorder. So there may be a very strong genetic, even a gene, that initiates this kind of behavior. And the initial findings of the research were published online ahead of print on uh, March 9th in uh, Psychiatric Genetics. Also, social anxiety disorder or social phobia is a very common and a heritable psychiatric disorder that is driven by both genetic and environmental factors. And until now, genetic studies on this, on social anxiety disorder, have been very rare. But according to researchers, this is the largest association study so far into social phobia. Uh, German researchers basically genotyped 321 patients with social anxiety and 804 controls without social phobia. Then they carried out a single marker analysis, and I know this is a lot of science, but their results provided evidence that the serotonin gene SLC6A4 is frequently correlated with anxiety-related traits. And so that means it's in our family. It's in our genetics. And notably, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which are antidepressants, and also uh, social anxiety and anxiety disorders are treated by SSRIs, they're believed to target the serotonin transporter gene, which is SLC6A4. So people with social anxiety tend to avoid larger groups and situations in which they fear being judged by others. They have deep, deep, deep sense of insecurity and failure in, the, in their biological makeup and in how they, they approach life. The physiological discomfort of social anxiety reinforces avoidance behaviors and withdrawal from face-to-face social contact. So the fear of social encounters can lead to isolation, loneliness, and then that snowballs. And unfortunately, people with social anxiety who rely excessively on social media to maintain a sense of connectedness, uh, they may actually exacerbate their feelings of perceived social isolation. You know, and and so there's a strong link between serotonin, depression, social anxiety disorders. Science really has stated that that, uh, it is uncertain about what comes to terms with the driving of the correlation uh, versus the causation of the dynamic between serotonin and psychiatric disorders. And so, you know, interestingly, 
this, uh, that there was another study that's in JAMA Psychiatry reported that individuals with sociophobia have too much serotonin and not too little. You know, human beings are social animals by instinct and, and default. So all the shyness does is make us social, socially peculiar and very, uh, very cautious and very uh, uh, displaying a lot of insecurity. And so it is, it is a um, shrinking away of the world, that, this, that sense of feeling displaced or the, re, the redirection of our energies when we're in those social situations is needed. And so we reroute our, our dormant social impulses into new and creative areas. And it can occur as an ac- accidental uh, compensation, but it prodded, prods us into doing what we might not have done if we had found our, our everyday encounters more uh, welcoming. And so this fear, this fear of how a person is perceived really truly drives a lot of this anxiety that people have that creates shyness. Now, you know, the thing about shyness is, is if a person can get into their mind and begin to think, hey, you know, if I really, really think about it and I even look at my kids, I look at my family, I look at my best friends, people don't really think about me that much. Most of the time, most people don't think uh, about you at all, quite frankly, unless you're there or they need you for something. And so, you know, people make themselves out to be far more important in other people's minds than they really are. And if they can understand that concept and buy that philosophy and begin to understand that when we walk through life, uh, don't expect everybody to be moving aside for us or looking at us or judging how we sh- they should behave based on us. It's just not going to happen. And so the deal is it's very important with people with shyness to, to take down their sense of self-importance when they're out in public. It's not that they're arrogant. It's just that they, they are overly uh, cautious about how people see them. And, uh, you know, I see shyness as neither a boon nor a burden, but simply a part of an oddness of being a human. And, and the subject of shyness is a very strong grounds for exploring bigger questions about what it means to be thinking, feeling selves, aware that we are sharing a planet with billions of other selves. And perhaps the, odd, the oddest part of the, of, of the many things about shyness is that unlike other anxi- anxious states like fear or shame, it never really strikes when we're alone. Shyness can be a source of pain and a source of loneliness. And it also shows how linked we are and how we matter to each other and that we are important to each other. That doesn't mean we think about each other all the time, but we are very needy of each other in many different ways. You know, apart from depression, social anxiety, which is also called social phobia, it's probably the most commonly uh, diagnosed uh, mental health condition that anyone can see. Although there's, there's much information on the web about social anxiety, you know, it's rarely explained at the level of the depth necessary for people to understand all of the various elements that go into it. Instead, it's usually described as a list of symptoms that are fairly obvious, such as the individual feels nervous in social situations and the message to take seriously and seek treatment in the form of cognitive behavior, medical or both. And now, you know, it takes uh, social anxiety is very serious psychological condition, and it is about shyness, and, and it's about you know looking down at how 
the elements of shyness comes about. Well, with emotions and moods, it's helpful to start with the basics. So let's be clear about what emotions are. Emotions are uh, perceptual, means you're in full control of your own emotions. You're not in control of anyone else's. Perceptual response sets. That means that they are they are patterned ways of responding to certain triggers, situations, and events that are very important to our needs and goals. And emotions can be divided into broad groups of positive approach versus negative and avoid. And there's also useful distinction between emotions that are active and those that are passive. You know, fear and anxiety are examples of negative, uh, avoid active emotions because when triggered, they activate the person to scan for threats and dangers to be avoided. So naturally, the blood pressure is going to rise, heartbeat's going to get stronger, and people are going to sweat and they're going to freak out because they're in that fight or flight mode. And the more things they link to that fear-based anxiety, the more they have social anxiety or shyness and they have difficulty actually taking a step forward in their life and trying to progress. So right now, then when they're out in public, people that are shy are basically turned into survival mode. And survival mode most for most shy people is to hide, hide, hide and stay away from anything that's uh, conflict-oriented. You know, moods are, are related to emotions, but they're, they're more... Uh, long-lasting than and more broader and positive and negative in nature and they operate more prime certain clusters of emotions so when you're in a negative mood you're more likely to have specific negative emotions like shame anger frustration to be triggered so folks who suffer from depression anxiety disorders are chronically negative mood states and so that is the big problem with uh, shyness and with anxiety also neuroticism and low extroversion is another trait of shyness and personality traits refer to uh, you know a broad uh, differences and in ways individuals tend to feel, think, and act. And they, they basically come out in childhood and then they solidify in adulthood. And there's also uh, two traits that are, are centrally related to social anxiety and shyness, which is neuroticism, uh, low extroversion. And what neuroticism is, it's a set point of one's negative emotion system. This means that one who is high in neuroticism will have more frequent and intense negative emotional reactions and stressors and they will take longer to calm down and they'll have more negative and pessimistic thoughts about their environment because they don't feel that their life is in control. People that are shy feel that their life is out of their hands. They feel like they lack control. They're traumatized by their own thought process. Now what extroversion is in contrast, it refers to, to, a, to a person's general set point of positive emotions and it also is tied secondarily to one's social uh, sociality, meaning the tendency to seek uh, novel social contact and exchange. So they're kind of like the adrenaline junkies of the uh, communication world. You know, they like to get attention. And, and if a person is really high in neuroticism and low in extroversion, they will be far more vulnerable to developing social anxiety than someone who has the reverse trait. So actually, you know, some of these people who are shy are extroverted inside, but they're too afraid to portray that extroversion on the outside. So they don't feel safe. They don't feel comfortable. Now, um, also, 
we have to look at when, what builds into shyness. There, you know, we're very social people, relational in our needs, and we have fundamental motives for social influence, having people act in accordance with our interests, and relationally value is very important, being known and being valued by important other people in our lives. And our emotional system guides us to approach gains and avoid losses in our relational value and our social influence. So unified approach uses the influence uh, of, of the relationship system. Folks with social anxiety, their basic emotional system and tendencies and learning history generally are much more oriented toward avoiding losses predicting losses and lacking the ability to have that momentum to socially influence, relationally develop value and approach gains. So unfortunately, this focus on avoiding the immediate losses with negative predictions often ends up trapping them over time in their own head. And so understanding that, and I know that's a lot of complicated language, but the truth is, is that this is shyness is very complex. You know, also, they have an attachment issue, people that are shy. And in our relationships, early attachments and attachment security is the basic sense that one is cared for and known and valued by one's inner relational circle. The more that a baby feels valued and loved and cared for, the more secure they begin to feel. Children, when they feel valued and loved, they feel more secure and they feel important. What happens with shy, shy children, shy people tend to be uh, shy by nature, so they don't seek that attention, and they get off the radar, and oftentimes they get taken for granted by their parents, by their siblings, and they don't get needs met that really need to be met, but they're too afraid to ask for them. And so they develop attachment problems and trust issues very early on in life, and that moves on into their lifestyle, on into who they pick as their partner, which will usually not be the match that they really wanted. It's just the match that they're most comfortable with. And basically what happens is they go through life feeling mediocre or less than and insecure, and that all is based on back to the development time when they were born, when they went through the first years of life, were they secure, were they looked after, and did they continue to be throughout their childhood? And so our parents have enormous impact on our ability to socialize because of the way they treat us. You know, the core social anxieties towards uh, shy people are strangers and uncertainty. That's the big one. Also, performances and comparisons with other people, that is a huge anxiety point for shy people. Also, conflict. They hate conflict, and they really want to avoid rejection. So they avoid conflict at all costs, and they often wonder why they do that. Well, they develop that coping skill, that defense mechanism, back in their childhood due to their nature. And basically, by avoiding conflict, they begin to do that as adults automatically. They don't do that consciously. Many times, they do it unconsciously, which if you're going to be in a relationship, you got to do conflict because it's a compromise, always compromising. And so you guys have to be able to drive that relationship by having continuous adult, calm, safe conflict where you state your emotions rather than demonstrate those emotions. Can shyness be overcome? Yes, it can. If, if you do cognitive therapy with a therapist that focuses on Communication, how to initiate, how to develop a conversation, 
it all can work itself out. It really can. Yes, the gene will be there as an instinct, but there will be a coping mechanism to overcome that. Also, um, you know, there's a uh, filter that we all have, and that's our private image and our public image. And so, you know, working on that private image and that public image and blending those two is something that cognitive behavioral therapy could truly help with. All right, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a little bit more about shyness, the little things that make it up, and then we're going to talk about overcoming shyness and how to do that. Come back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about shyness. And this is something that a lot of people encounter in their life. Some people go through periods of shyness. Some people have a lifetime of shyness. And it's sad if they do because they limit themselves so much by the impact of what other people think about them. They feel vulnerable. They feel judged. Um, they feel uncomfortable in social situations, even if it's around family. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those can be some of the worst days of their lives because they just cannot stand uh, being out in public, but yet they want to be out there. They want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want to be valued. It's just that they don't feel that they either want it, deserve it, or feel comfortable with it. It's, it's very interesting. It's hard to explain shyness for some people. But, you know, your private self is an internal narrator, and that is making sense of your experiences and the world around you. And um, it basically contains your self-concept of who you are, and it regu- regulates your behavior in, relation- in relationship to social and in relationship to jobs, in relationships to your feelings, and also in relationship to life itself. And so, um, you know, it's important for people to try that are shy to begin to slowly and continuously overcome that shyness. And so it's really important to understand how to overcome and and do this. But it takes a little bit of courage and it takes a, a little bit of going against your instincts, is what people would call instincts, or possibly even, as I mentioned earlier, your genetics. There is a gene tied to this anxiety. And so it's important. Some people have it stronger than other people. So, you know, most people feel shy at one point uh, or another, uh, especially if they're in an unfamiliar situation. But for some, shyness can be so debilitating that it prevents them from participating in social situations that are important to personal and professional goals. Shy people... They want to be close to other people, but they fear that rejection and criticism. So, you know, it, it's it's a vicious cycle in which that they approach a social situation. They feel the excess fear, the negative evaluation, the negative predictions, and then they avoid the situation, which initially provides them relief. However, this leads to feelings of shame and self-blame. So in, in order to cope with the feelings Our negative emotions can turn into anger and blame towards other people. So others can be viewed as inconsiderate or unsupportive because you basically, if you're shy, you can't understand it. So you make a case based on external factors. And And then what that does is it reinforces the desire to avoid them. And given that social skills, like any other set of skills, are something one can develop over time, the avoidance of social settings can lead to becoming socially out of shape, let's say. Now, there are many ways to increase your social fitness. One is plan for it to go well. That means you're not going to predict a negative outcome. You know, shyness, unlike introversion, which is associated with being quiet and reserved, is characterized by strong tendency to overestimate negative scrutiny. So what I'm trying to say is an introvert is a person that gets a lot of energy, as I said in the last segment, from being alone. Shy people want to be with people 
but they are too shy to initiate. So they, they, they have a lot of negative thought about what the outcomes might be. They live in a lot of fear and uh, depression. And there is a tremendous fear that others will evaluate you in a negative way. And so a good deal of thought in social settings is spent around how not to do something instead of how to do something right. So one way to reduce anxiety is to spend more time thinking about what you could do to make the situation a success. If you worry about making a small talk or ask yourself a few questions that would help you generate some interesting topics like what are some current events I could bring up or what's going on in my life that I feel comfortable with sharing or what do I have in common with the other people who will be there? And you can give yourself an exit strategy. Just try not to use it. You know, exposing yourself to fear is the best way to overcome it. However, it is important to feel like you are in control. So if you know you have a worst case scenario exit strategy, then you won't feel trapped. The problem is you don't want to focus on using it and you don't want to predict that you're going to use it. You know, you, the, being curious about other people is a very valuable skill. And if you're a shy person to develop curiosity about other people, you're going to become a very magnetic person. You know, the, look at Dale Carnegie. You know, he said uh, he wrote a book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is to become genuinely interested in other people. And Carnegie basically based his point of view on the work of uh, Alfred Adler, who wrote, it is the individual who's not interested in his fellow men who has the greatest difficulties in life. You know, in, in a social setting, try to take your focus off yourself. Instead, focus on being curious about others. You know, the problem with shy people is they're so self-consumed with their fear that they lack the ability to understand or have the, even the intuition to read into what other people value in their life. You know, uh, getting to know who are they, why are they there, what are their interests, what are their hobbies, this gives you something different to focus on and it helps you generate conversations and everybody's got a story to tell. Find out what it is and then sit back and listen. People love to talk about themselves. And the way to be the most interesting person in the room is to find others interesting. The most powerful person in a conversation is the one who is listening. The other thing is to overcome shyness is to give yourself a role. You know, many of the socially shy people are, are highly successful professionals, including doctors, lawyers, professors, business owners. And they often comment on how confident they feel at work, but how they lose their self-confidence in situations where their role isn't defined by their job. But having a role gives you a sense of purpose and guidelines for how you should behave. And most people in any setting want to feel liked and accepted. You know, it's important for people to give themselves the role of making other people feel the way they would like to feel. As part of your plan, have a situation, go right, pick a job, a job for yourself. It's my job to help people feel interesting or liked, and it is my job to feel welcome. And that's important. If you do that as a job, you're not going to do it as an emotional thing, which is what most people that are shy do. You're doing that as a job, which is a function. Functions are much different than feelings. You also, if people are shy, it is very important not to be highly critical of yourself. Soften your inner dialogue. 
You know, your inner dialogue can be very harsh and includes things that they would never say to other people. When you judge yourself harshly, you are more likely to assume that others will judge you in the same way. Your inner critic can cause a lot of emotional damage and it robs you basically of your self-esteem. So the best way to defeat the critic is to have an even stronger ally on your side, which is called an inner voice. And that acts as your own best friend, starting to notice the good things that, that you do and learn how to talk back to your inner critic. And when the critic starts to blame you for being fearful, remember that there is not a single person who enjoys rejection, yet somehow we all manage to survive it. And when your inner circle or your inner critic starts to tell you that no one will ever like you, remind yourself that you like you and that's what matters most. And by learning to talk to yourself in a kinder and gentler way, social situations won't hold as much power to hurt you because you won't be punishing yourself. Every social situation you put yourself in is a mini social skills workout. And the more you do it, the better you get. And if your shyness is more severe than your effective treatments for social anxiety that include group and individual therapy, and in some cases medication, if you feel like you might benefit from these, consult a mental health professional and get rolling because this shyness is stopping you. It's stopping your life. You know, there's a lot of components to shyness, but excessive uh, self-consciousness is one of the biggest ones. That with this is meaning that they're overly aware of themselves, particularly in social situations, as I discussed earlier. Also, um, excessive negative self-evaluation, where they tend to see themselves very negatively, and excessive. Uh, and the reason that they do is they feel like they self-defeat, and they feel like they can't complete things, and so they keep stopping themselves from actually progressing. Also, exec- uh, excessive negative self-occupation. They pay, they, they pay too much attention to all the things that they're doing wrong when they're around other people. And, uh, you know, if you can relate to that, then you're probably challenged with, with shyness. So here's what a shy person looks like. They have a weak self-image. This is especially true for our experiences in high school. We would believe that the fallacy that our unique qualities were not interesting, cool, or worthy of anyone's admiration. We would try to fit in with everyone else, resulting in us not feeling like ourselves, like we don't have much value. You know, high school, junior high school can truly do that to people. Also, they have a preoccupation with themselves. When we're around other people, we become very sensitive to what we're doing as if we've been put on center stage. And this creates anxiety, makes us question our every move, and our focus centers around ourselves, particularly, what was I doing wrong? That is the question that you often uh, ask, and every time you find something, you keep spiraling down and down and down. You know, it's important uh, to uh, find your strengths. We all have unique qualities and different ways of expressing ourselves. So it's important to know and fully accept the things that we do well, even if they differ from the norm. If everyone was the same, the world would be a pretty boring place. So find something you're good at and focus on doing it and become an expert in that area that people seek. And that will help you feel better about your lives. Uh, another thing that's important is to learn to like yourself. You know, practice appreciating yourself. Liking the unique expression that is you. Write, write a love letter to yourself. Do things you enjoy. Give gratitude for your body and the efforts and functions. Spend time getting to know yourself. 
you know, go on a, a self date, meaning you go to something that you truly enjoy that gives you and feeds you and makes you feel accepted. And by doing that, you're going to find more and more ways to feel comfortable out in the world. And uh, what also is, is don't find yourself as a conformist because shy people are not a conformist. You know, try to fit in like everyone else is exhausting and it's not a whole lot of fun. So understand that it's okay for you to be different. In fact, underlying popular kids and public displays of coolness, they're, where, they're basically showing off their insecurities by the need to be accepted. You know, the fact is a lot of people that are shy are very smart and they have talents and they have an ability that most people don't. And if they hone in on that and they find people that are experts in that area and they gain information in those areas that they feel strong, they're going to break out of that shyness in their life because that very passionate vehicle, that very passionate little thing they do, that is what's going to be the building block of their social skills. You know, focusing, as we said, on other people is a way that a person can break out of shyness. Rather than focusing on your awkwardness, focus on the people and what they say. Become interested in learning from other people. Look at people as a wealth of knowledge. And surprisingly, every person can carry a sense of knowledge of something in which we may not have. We may not agree with their lifestyle. We may not agree with who they are. You don't have to. Just look at some of, the, some of the things you identify with and try to ask questions. You will feel comfortable because they're talking to you and they're going to want to get to know you because you want to get to know them. The other thing is breathing. You know, uh, anxiety can, and, and fear can feel overwhelming if you're uh, practicing to become more assertive and overcome fear. But the simple fact is uh, people that are shy often in social situations will uh, – clench their teeth, hold their breath, breathe through their nose, and you only breathe through one nostril at a time. Uh, every, every four hours, we switch back and forth, so that's why our nose dries up and we get boogers. So the deal is, is that we need to be able to breathe. If you don't breathe, air has 23% oxygen, water has 84%. So you could drink water, drink from an aerated bottle, and your body doesn't have to break out the oxygen molecules. The aerator does. That's a sports bottle. And so what's important is give yourself the biggest strength you can. If you're in a social situation, take some water with you. Have something in your hand. That at least gives you some comfort that you have something you can do for yourself. You know, releasing anxiety through movement is a very important thing. You know, like exercises like jogging or walking help to rechannel some of the, the blocked energies. And it also helps pulling you out of a situation and it shifts your state of mind. You know, this refreshed state of mind will help adding uh, perceptions to things. What's cool is, you know, let's say you go to a party. And what? let's say you're talking to someone and you guys decide, hey, we, we get along pretty well. Go for a walk. Go for a walk and get to know that person. You know, that's not a bad idea to be able to just take a walk, get some exercise, give yourself the best advantages as possible. Also, visualizing yourself in a situation as a confident, happy person helps to shape your perception of yourself. So, so when you are actually in a situation, close your eyes, sit back somewhere when you're, when you're actually not in the situation, when you know you're going to be in a situation, visualize success. Close your eyes, sit back, relax, listen to some music, imagine yourself at the scene or the situation, and see yourself the way you would like to be. And in that scene, how do you feel? 
What do you hear? What do you smell? Are you moving? What do you see? You know, get all your senses involved and make it real because that self-fulfilling prophecy has a better chance of coming true. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about overcoming shyness, and we're going to talk about also the effects of, of shyness on your life. Come back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about overcoming shyness. And that is something that the vast uh, population of the world uh, many people encounter that, whether it's culturally, socially, but but there's also genetic components involved, and there's also uh, uh, environmental, meaning development, uh, uh, things involved, especially the way we're parented and how much attention was paid to us as kids. Um, affirmations are very helpful for yourself if you're shy. 
you know, words can carry incredible energy. What we repeatedly tell ourselves gets heard by our conscious mind and it acts accordingly. It's important to go, hey, you know what? I'd prefer that everybody like me, but maybe they don't. Instead of I expect everybody to like me. Because when you expect something, you get very anxious and filled with lots of moods about that expectation, especially if it's unrealistic. But if you turn everything into a preference, all of a sudden there is no emotional energy and you can actually communicate a preference to anybody in this world and never offend them because you're not trying to push it on them. You're just telling them what you would like. And by doing that, you're realistic in your expectations. And doing that, you're not going to be as emotionally attached to outcomes as you are uh, when you're walking through with expectations. You know, do not leave uncomfortable situations if you're a shy pe- a person because you're going to develop a flight pattern instead of a fight pattern. You want to fight. You want to stand in it. Doesn't mean you have to do anything. Doesn't mean you have to perform. But what it does mean is you're going to stand up and be a part of it and accept. Acceptance is peace, by the way. Accept the fact that this may not be your ideal situation, but it's a part of life that you need to do for yourself. And so... Uh, You know, when we're reinforcing our shyness by running, we're creating another pattern in our life that will happen uh, over and over throughout all kinds of circumstances where we would want ourselves to be successful. Also, what's important with shy people is to accept rejection. Not everybody is going to have the perceptions that we want them to have. And accept the fact that that we can be rejected and learning not to take it personally. You are not alone. We all experience rejections. It's part of life. It's part of the learning process. And the key lies in how you handle rejections when they come. It helps to be mentally prepared for it when they happen. You never want to take it personally. It's not your fault. It, It just wasn't meant to be. And the scenario was not best fit for you. And find the lesson. What did you learn? You know, rejection is an opportunity to learn. And and so if you can look for that lesson, these life lessons lie in the potential for you to become a better person, a stronger person, and nothing is lost if you can find the lesson. You know, move on also is important about rejection. Recognize that when you fall into self-pity, you're not moving forward. You know, resiliency is the best human quality we can all have because that means that we're able to pick ourselves up and move on and not have to make uh, one situation be uh, what our life is all about. You know, there is no singular situation or no singular job or no singular uh, thing that we do that dictates who we are. There may be uh, places where we want our needs to be met, but that doesn't mean they're always going to be met. And so being able to accept that is perfect. It's a great thing. Also, perfectionism. A lot of shy people are so perfectionistic. Their expectations are so unrealistic that they don't even want to get it. They they can't. God forbid they just get it in the ballpark. I mean, if you're going to raise kids, let's say, all you can accept is good enough. Nobody is a perfect parent. And you're not going to handle every situation the way it needs to be handled. You You have to be able to accept good enough. So in life, sometimes 
perfectionistic, shy people will defeat themselves from ever getting anything done. And we, when we compare ourselves, we tend to compare ourselves to the most popular person in the room, or we compare ourselves with celebrities we see on TV, or we, we have very excessive expectations comparing ourselves unreasonably to people unlike ourselves and wonder, why can't I be that? You know, we, we carry a vision of another person's perfection rather than a vision of what we are able to do. And you also, if you are shy, you're going to be really good at labeling yourself. And if you label yourself as a shy person and you keep saying, well, I'm shy, well, what you're going to do, you are going to become a shy person because that reinforces that you're shy. So stop saying you're shy. You are unique. You are a beautiful person and leave it at that. You are an individual. You're not shy. You're a person on the planet with distinct qualities different from everyone else. You also want to practice your social skills. You know, like any other skills, social skills can be cultivated through practice and experience. And the more you put yourself out there, the easier it becomes the next time. Also, practicing being in an uncomfortable situations. Sometimes it's not social skills we lack, but, but the lack of self-confidence that we may succeed and heighten fear that we fail. But listen, anything hard makes your life easier. So the more we do hard and complete hard, the more easier our life becomes because we become more and more experts in different areas. So people that are shy often are mediocre self-defeating, and they don't complete. And so a shy person, if you start completing the things that are hard in your life, you're going to do more and more hard, and you're going to have less and less reason to be shy. You know, ask yourself, when you're in social situations, am I breathing? Am I relaxed? And am I moving with grace? If you can ask yourself those three questions in a social situation, you're going to be more conscious and more available and more in the moment than you are in your head or predicting negative outcomes. You know, looking, uh, focus on the moment. Being mindful means being in the moment. That means you're not in the past. You're not in the future. You are right there with the person in front of you and they deserve that and you deserve to give it to them because when you're mindful, you're fully present and available And your intuition is there. And all of you as a human being is encompassed in that moment. Shy people have a hard time ever, ever being mindful. If you ask a shy person, have you ever felt peace in your life? Most shy people will say, I don't even know what that is. Well, peace is acceptance that I'm just in the moment I'm in. And being in that moment and making the best of it, you're going to find humor. You're going to find life. You're going to find connection. You're going to find all kinds of wonderful things if you can just be there. You know, if you're a shy person, you may need to write down and log your successes. It's important to understand, hey, what am I good at and what have I done well? And keep logging them. And when you're down on yourself, go back to that log and see all the great things you've done and add to it. Because I'm sure since the last time you wrote, you've done many great things since then. And so when when you're shy, you know, look at your over moments of shyness and see when you've overcome them. And that building of that momentum will get you uh, to the places that you want to be. Now, if you're shy, uh, nearly one in two Americans claims to be shy. But what's more, uh, an incident is rising in technology. Maybe that our shyness is affecting our, our culture and our shyness affects our health. 
you know, there is a uh, there, there's an article in a whole new field of study that uh, that uh, basically it uh, is an epilogical report and it's, it advances the understanding of a social disease. You know, it suggests that uh, the courtesy of changing cultural uh, conditions and the incidence of shyness may now be as high as 48 percent and rising in people, and and most shyness is hidden. It's only a small percentage of shy that appear to be obviously ill at ease, but uh, but all suffer internally. And some people are born with temperamental tilt to shyness, but even that inheritance doesn't doom a person's life of averting others' eyes. You know, a lot depends on the parenting, but shy people tend to avoid uh, looking the other people in the eye. You know, you can read a person's soul by looking them in the eye. It's a very vulnerable state. Shy people don't ever want to do that. But what that does is that affects the way that people help us. And if you think that you withering away and staying away from people and avoiding contact with people, that is going to affect your anxiety. That's going to affect your health. And when you look at the genes that we all have, 32 common genes, there's one gene that relates to anxiety that also is our trigger for our exit strategy from life. And if we have diabetes, if we have heart disease, we have whatever, um, uh, cancer, that gene at some point, if your anxiety level continues and continues and continues, what happens is the brain finally gets sick of it, turns on the gene and whatever your exit strategy is, heart attack, whatever, it's going to turn that thing on and that thing will never stop the rest of your life. Maybe maybe our medical uh, environment that we're in can save us in the moment, but if we have cancer and had it, it's likely to come back because that gene just keeps pushing the cancer forward. And that's kind of what happens. And if we don't manage our levels of stress, and that's why it's so important from a health perspective that shy people really take on this issue. If they don't do that, they, they often die at a lot younger age than people who don't. Anybody that is stressed is likely to die at a younger age than people that are not stressed. You know, the huge cross, uh, uh, shyness does have a, 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 a survival value, but this, you know, in a sense of the survival of social situations that you want to be in, but you don't deal with. And by being off the radar, people basically feel like they're surviving. But surviving is not good enough. It's called living. Living is much more important than surviving. And, um, you know, only... 15 to 20% of shy people actually fit the stereotype of the ill at ease person. They usually uh, use every excuse in the book to avoid social events. And if they are unlucky enough to find themselves in a casual conversation, they can't quite manage to make eye contact and reply to questions without stumbling over words, keeping up your end of the conversation. And they seldom smile. They're, they're easy to pick out of a crowd because their shyness is expressed very strongly and very behaviorally. You know, there's also uh, 80 to 85 percent of shy people are privately shy and, and through their shyness, it, it has basically no behavioral traces, but it's felt subjectively. It, 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 it wreaks havoc on the person. They feel their shyness is a pounding heart, a pouring sweat. While they may seem at ease and confident in a conversation, they're actually engaging in uh, self-deprivating 
inner dialogue through uh, they're, they're chiding your, themselves for being inept and they're questioning whether the person they're actually talking to really likes them. And so they have a lot of paranoia involved in that. And that's another set of a shy person. You know, they're, they're very, there are lots of people that have, have private aspects of shyness who are willing to say they are shy, but don't quite uh, show that in how they present. You know, um, once again, uh, developmentally, up to a third of shy parent or adults were born with a temperament that inclined them to it. And so once again, that's where the genetic component comes in, that we're introduced into it with the behavior. And our parents tend to take that for granted. Oh, it's a quiet child. Oh, they're very nice. You know, they're very polite. They're very simple. They like to sit in the corner. That's what they like to do. And so parents, they take that cue of shyness and they basically believe that they should not instill a lot of social uh, stuff in their life. The problem is that person may not actually be, that may just be the reflection of their parent uh, not wanting to spend time with them and not wanting to deal with them. And so they just feel undervalued and they reinforce that shyness to the point where they just don't socialize at all. You know, um, about 20% of infants display a nervous system reactivity to, uh, to, to stimulus. And they grow distressed when faced with unfamiliar people or objects or events. But that doesn't mean that we don't try to expose them to them because how in the world are they ever going to get through school? How in the world are they ever going to have an education? Well, they're not. A lot of them are going to end up being homeschooled because they feel so shy and, and so uh, uh, non-accepted because Early on in childhood, their parents didn't put them out there and develop those social skills. You know, it's important to, get to, to take a child to a place like a gymboree or a playology or something like that because that's where they can learn to build friends. And it's, it's a controlled environment and it has a lot of stimulus and it allows them to interact and be busy with other children. When children are busy playing with each other, they have the best time. They learn names. They learn how to talk to each other. They learn how to be friends. And they really care about each other in many ways. And it's cool to see that and to watch kids uh, uh, interact with each other and love each other. You know, kids identify with each other. And other kids, what's interesting is uh, shy kids identify with shy kids. And that's okay, too. So when shy kids are involved, they're slow to warm. Don't call them shy and unable to socialize. They're just slow to warm. So give it time and let them burn in and let them get active and let them be involved and let them have a job of some kind playing and and get them going on that. And oftentimes you're going to find those social skills get built and built and built and built. You know, uh, does it, uh, by, by the way, gender doesn't figure much into shyness. Girls are more apt to be shy from infancy through adolescence, perhaps because parents are more protective of them than boys who are encouraged to be more exploratory. Yet in adolescence, boys report that shyness is more painful than do girls. And the discomfort is likely related to a sex role expectations that boys must be bold, outgoing, especially with girls, you know, and they have to gear up their role in their head as a breadwinner. But, you know, once into adulthood, gender differences and shyness disappears. All right. That's our show. Our next show is Sexual Orientation. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or Twitter at DRGBMFT. Now, remember, one thing about shy people is that you never notice when they're gone for a day. Also, shy people who are outgoing in public 
can make great entertainers, but crappy company. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.